This is Jewish Board Talk with Sharif Zephard, only on 101.9 High FM. The war between Russia and Ukraine is now going on its first month. My go-to person to understand the implications of this at a geopolitical region is Professor Glenn Siegel, who's research fellow at the Esri Center for Iran and Gulf States. He's also a visiting professor at the Free State. And uh, Dr. Siegel, you've got a new title to your name. Uh, you are also now the... I'm also now a visiting scholar at the Niger Delta University in Nigeria, which is uh, one of our colleagues and one of our uh, international collaborative agreements. So we are expanding our reach throughout Africa and some very exciting uh, potentials to deal with um, other countries in Africa as well. Uh, it's absolutely fantastic. And you are, of course, an expert on terrorism and indeed the art of war, Dr. Siegel, and we are seeing the war one month in. What is the current situation? The current situation is that no one is actually in any stage of being able to claim uh, winning or nowhere close to victory. And, and the geopolitical nature of that means that it becomes a protracted war that can extend for months or even years unless there is a political solution because the military solution is not going to be on the horizon very quickly. Uh, the good thing for Israel is that of the 200,000 Ukrainians, Jews, who have the ability to use the law of return to make Aliyah to Israel, we have already seen, it's now closing on 6,000 of them have already arrived in Israel, which is 3% of Ukrainian Jews have already made Aliyah, which is a very nice thing to see. And it's very welcoming. And we are very happy on that. But in terms of the war situation, the people who are suffering are the people in the street in Ukraine who are being bombarded day in and day out. We've seen the traumatic and traumatic pictures coming out of the city of Maripol. And obviously, the sanctions are now beginning to bite in Russia. The man in the street in Russia is suffering from that as well. Dr. Siegel, you say there's no military solution. Is there a possible political solution? This entire conflict, this entire war has rested upon one person, uh, President Vladimir Putin of Russia. He sent his forces across the border, as you mentioned, over a month ago. And it will really be up to him to decide whether to withdraw those forces. It is very clear that on the other side, the president of Ukraine, Zelensky, and indeed the Ukrainian people are showing very courageous resilience to a superpower's military might, which has crossed the border. And they are not willing to relinquish one centimeter of their territory, their sovereignty, their pride to a foreign invasion of their soil. So the political solution really rests with one person, and that is Putin. And for him to decide, is he going to admit to the fact that he cannot actually win this war and to withdraw his forces? I mean, into the it's not only political, but it sounds like even the military, that it depends on one person. Dr. Siegel, the war is obviously going to have huge geopolitical implications throughout the world. Shall we start with the Middle East, Israel? What are the implications for Israel? The implications for Israel were apparent uh, already in the months leading up to what was clearly Putin's intention to do something in Ukraine. And the picture has been on the horizon since October 2021, since, since the start of autumn, the start of winter in the northern hemisphere. And uh, we, in the days before uh, the crossing of the border by Russian forces, 
there was a lot of speculation whether Putin would wait until the end of the Winter Olympics in China, whether he would go in the middle. And it was very clear he was going to cross the border. The new Israeli government under the leadership of Prime Minister Bennett was in a very precarious position because on the one hand, the president of Ukraine is Jewish, Zelensky. There are 200,000 Ukrainian Jews in Ukraine. There is a lot of movement between Jews in Israel to Ukraine, for example, to the Uman, to Rabbi Nachman's grave. And indeed, on the other side of the picture, Israel has very close connections to uh, Russia and to Putin. The situation, obviously, in Syria, with Russian involvement in Syria, has necessitated the relationships over the last 10 years between the former Prime Minister Bibi Netanyahu and Putin to enable Israel military forces to operate unhindered or with less hindrance over the skies and on the land in Syria at the same time as Russia was assisting the Assad regime. And indeed, we are seeing this also in the negotiations over the nuclear deal arrangement process with Iran, that Russia is one of the P5, the permanent five members of the United Nations, which is negotiating that deal. So for all intents and purposes, Israel found itself in a geopolitical pivoting role of not wishing to take either side, but having forced to take both sides. Uh, when the forces, Russian forces crossed the border into Ukraine, we saw that Bennett moved, Prime Minister Bennett moved into very, very quickly into a position to attempting to negotiate, being a very able-bodied international mediator, conveying messages both between Zelensky and Putin and other international leaders. He has flown to France, to Germany. He has met the leaders there. What is on the horizon can be anybody's guess, as I often say, when we're even looking at the weather forecast. There's a difference between prediction and forecasting. Uh, we know it's going to rain. The question is when. And at the moment, we can say it is hailing. There is a thunderstorm. And we don't know what the outcome is going to be. We have to look also at the long term. We always know in any terms of leaders which are dictatorial, for example, Putin, uh, who will succeed him and what. What will the relations be after that? Uh, the same can be said for the Ayatollahs in Iran and indeed President Assad in Syria. So for Israel, it is a, a very precarious position. We would like to stay on the sidelines. We would like to stay neutral. We would like to stay out of this conflict. The war between Russia and Ukraine really has nothing to do with us militarily. However, we have been dragged into it, into the Middle East, by nature of what Putin's involvement in the Middle East is and by nature of the Jews in Ukraine. And with all this over the last few days in the conference, between a summit conference between Prime Minister Bennett, the President of Egypt, uh, al-Sisi, and the heir to the throne, Mohammed bin Zayed of United Arab Emirates, where a summit was held in Sharm el-Sheikh on the southern coast of the Sinai Peninsula, where uh, attempts were made to understand exactly what the ramifications would have for the entire greater Middle East region and what the impact would also have on relations between the three countries, United Arab Emirates, Egypt and Israel, vis-a-vis if the tension or if the need arises for military action against Iran in the coming weeks sure. or months. So do you see this as like a realignment of countries or do you see this as a firming of countries on either side? Is it an opportunity? It is a great opportunity for Israel to project its intentions to solidify those necessities of security, 
However, by virtue of the fact that we don't know exactly uh, the state of mind of Putin at the moment, is he rational? Is he sane? Can we rely upon his word? Um, we're not quite certain of how the outcome will be. And indeed, as we started off, as you mentioned, this war in Ukraine has been going on now for over a month. And in terms of international media coverage, once you reach that stage, everybody's country has their own issues, their own problems, and indeed their own joys, which they want to put into the media. So we're going to see less and less media coverage of this conflict, and uh, which means it's slipping out of the minds of people. But it's ongoing. We would hope that Israel can benefit substantially from it vis-a-vis Syria and uh, Iran. But we, at this stage, are not that hopeful by virtue of the fact we don't know how rational Putin is and indeed what will happen if he is in any way overthrown and who his successor will be. As uh, we know, the relationships between uh, Bibi Netanyahu and Putin were excellent, between Bennett and Putin are excellent now, vis-a-vis the situation in Syria. But we don't know if the same will be in the case of Putin's successor. And there's no indication of who that might be. So we are hopeful, but we are very, very cautious in terms of looking even for the next 24 hours or 48 hours, because we don't know. Uh, We are even strengthening our northern border forces at the moment. We've increased uh, various drone surveillances. We have a a new laser protection system going into force. And uh, just this week, we've had a massive balloon raised over the northern border so we can peek over the border to see what's going on. Obviously, spring in the Middle East is always a time for conflict. And next week, Ramadan starts, which is always a very bad situation domestically. It's a lot of hot-blooded people. This week, we saw a terrorist attack in Beersheba as a prelude to that. So uh, we are in a high state of awareness, very cautious to where this could lead, but optimistic that our forces and that piece of society will, in fact, be able to deal with it. And we're very happy to see Ukrainian Jews. We're seeing them on the street. They, They are very happy to be in Israel. And we would love to see more Ukrainian Jews make Aliyah. We'd love to see all 200,000 come to Israel. It will certainly boost our population and and boost our happiness to see more of them geopolitically as well as in society level. I can't believe we're out of time and we've kind of just touched on <laughs> touched on one, one of the areas. So I, I suppose I could ask you one last question and it'll have to be a brief one, but it is with regards to, because Israel is such a complex, complicated country, um, Dr. Siegel, and you, you're bringing in Ukrainian Jews, but obviously, is it, well, is there tension between Ukrainian and Russian Jews in Israel at the moment? Absolutely not. In fact, I live in a, a small city in the north of Israel, in the north bay of Israel called Akko. Our uh, deputy uh, mayor, uh, Zaev Neumann, is uh, Russian. He's also the vice president of JNF uh, worldwide. And uh, last week, he uh, welcomed uh, Ukrainian Jews, spoken the Russian language. As we know, majority of Ukrainians speak Russian. And there's no animosity. Um, Ukrainians and Russians actually are brothers uh, on a natural kind of sense, which is also why this conflict is very, very strange. In the sense that it would be the last type of war one would actually expect a European soil. There's no animosity whatsoever, and they're very welcoming. We're also seeing more Jews uh, making Aliyah from Russia. As the economic situation deteriorates there, there has been a rise in application for Russian Aliyah as well. It's always absolutely fascinating talking to you, uh, Dr. Siegel. So thank you very much. We all have to do this regularly. You do realize that as the situation unfolds. Uh, Please 
God, it'll it will come, you know, it will come to an end diplomatically at least, if not militarily, because the devastation it affects absolutely all of us. Indeed, thank you very much for having me, and uh, Shabbat Shalom to you and to all the listeners of Chai FM. Thank you very much. That was Professor Glenn Siegel.